You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. Hello and welcome to Barreled Up on Broad, a podcast about Philadelphia Phillies and Major League Baseball. This is a part of the Big Stick Energy Productions family. I am your host, Jim Coleman. Joining me as always are my two co-hosts, Eric Rayer. Yo! And Nick Puglisi. Hey! How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. I had a bit of a fucking migraine from work today, but we actually waited a little bit to record, and I think the uh, Advil's kicking in, so it's feeling brighter. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Nick, how about you? I think I'm going crazy. Why are you going crazy? (laughs) Yeah, ninth through extra innings last night. It's too much for me to handle. Yes, and we will definitely be talking about that today. It was quite quite the conundrum the Phillies have on their hands. I mean, you see some good things happening, and then, like, in an instant, it goes away because of just poor – performances amongst everybody that we have it's really frustrating and the Phillies are a much should be a much better team than the team that they're trotting out there um since we've last left the uh, listeners off the Yankees series has ended we have played a full series against the Atlanta Braves and have started a series against the Baltimore Orioles Spencer Howard made his major league debut on Sunday and a whole bunch of uh, transactions have been made uh, regarding the roster (laughs) trying to get some junior. I was, I was pausing because I was going to edit all that out. Thank you. Eric. Oh, I'm going to make sure you don't, you're not able to. (laughs) I appreciate that. You're welcome. So I guess we'll, uh, talk about the ending of that Yankees series. The Phillies beat the Yankees and split with them for the whole series. Uh, they won five to four, uh, in what was a pretty, pretty good game. I can't. Who started that game? Nola. Nola pitched against them. I don't don't remember if that was the last game. Here's a little song I wrote to cheer you up. It's called Let's Go Already. Zach Eflin pitched four innings and only allowed zero runs. Would you imagine that? We have a pitcher not giving up a run. Picked up five strikeouts in four as well. He did. And he, looked, he looked really good. Uh, he's pitching today against the Orioles and I'm looking forward to seeing him kind of build off of that. Are you sure about that? I know it probably wasn't as long as he wanted to go, but Girardi has said multiple times he's not going to tax our pitchers the way that it seems like other teams have been doing and and resulting in injuries. Just yesterday or the day before, there were, I believe, almost 10 injuries to pitchers around the league. I will say, though, I think after what we've experienced the past couple of days, I don't know if Girardi's going to be as skeptical to be pulling anyone anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it. I, like, I don't think that he's doing it out of a want to take the guys out of the game. I'm sure he wants to leave them out there, but he's also said multiple times he's thinking about the well-being of the team and the no, it's, play no, going it, forward. You know what? And Girardi probably sits there and he knows that they're not, they're not there yet. So there's no point in him, you know, throwing him out there for a full game. If, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be the, the Debbie downer, but I mean, I think, I don't think the Phillies are, are there yet. And obviously we can see that with, they're missing a huge key piece of their team. So Girardi's obviously sitting there thinking like, there's, there's no point in, straining these guys if you know 
we want to make sure that and and who knows if depending upon at the end of the season say we are a little close then maybe Girardi will pull the leash back a little, or let the leash go a little bit but I I'm all, I agree with you Jim I'm okay with it because I don't want to see Nola I don't want to see Nola end up getting hurt because we're you know he's doing nine inning games every couple of games since I'd rather him just you know you can get what I'm saying right yeah no I. I don't think Jardy wants to uh, put any of his guys at risk, which is admirable considering. And let's be fair, Jardy's smarter than both of us, and we're agreeing with him, so he also happens to know something too. So I would listen. I'm I, If this was Kapler... I would I would probably be a little bit more like what the fuck dude but because it's Girardi I'm a little bit less like I trust this guy so I'm not going to sit there and automatically start nitpicking him not letting Aaron Nola have an extra inning. Well people were frustrated with the decision because that would have been Aaron Nola's first complete game. Um but I I agree with him in his decision to take him out because if we're going to go anywhere this season, we're going to need Aaron Nola healthy and ready to go every five days. We can't risk losing him for any amount of starts. In that game, we had quite a lot of offense. JT Real Muto had two hits. I, I don't have the exact – I believe he had a couple – he had a home run in that game. Uh, Bryce Harper did two, I believe, as well. Which game are we discussing? That was the last Yankees game. Harper did have a home run because that was the game. Was that the game with the ninth inning, Pavetta? Or was that the game? No. Or was that the first Braves game? No, that was the last Braves game. Or the last Braves game. Yeah, well, uh, we've had a lot of games in between. So I've re- I've realized that I just put together how many of these games are probably are bl- they're blending together. Yeah. So anyway, the Phillies did split the series with the Yankees and split the series with the Braves. They won the first game against the Braves five nothing. Jake Arrieta pitched the, that day. Throwing six innings, zero earned runs, and six strikeouts, which is a crazy Jake Arrieta game because that hasn't happened in friggin' forever, and I'll take it. And that was also a game that the Phillies' bullpen didn't allow a run, which was an abnormality so far this season. They fucking made up for it. Sorry. Oh, they definitely (laughs) did the next couple of games going forward. But... Amidst a pitching meltdown the Phillies are having, aside from their starters, uh, this was a solid game all around from the Phillies. They scored five runs. The next game, the Phillies lost 5-2 against the Braves. Vince Velasquez made that start. And Sunday, the final game, we finally got to see Spencer Howard. He looked pretty good. He had a Little struggles. He was a little jittery in the first couple innings just because, you know, it's his first major league game, which is to be expected. Uh, He did settle in a little bit towards the end, but did eventually have to get pulled. Four runs. He got – he did manage to get four strikeouts in four and two-thirds innings and gave up two home runs. Both to Ronald Acuna, who decided to – come alive in his game against us. So, Actually, one was Freeman. The other was Acuna. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Acuna did have two home runs in that series. He's just a specimen, man. I mean, prior to our playing them, he was struggling a little bit. He only had one home run going into that day. But then he ended with four. Because he hit one in the later game, too. Yeah. He's just a really good player, and I, it's a shame the Phillies will have to face him for many, many, many more years to come. He did happen to get 
injured in Monday's game. Or no, Tuesday's game. So he might be missing some time for the Braves. Which might end up helping the Phillies because the Braves seem to be having a injury uh, issue at the moment. Then the Phillies played again the Braves on Monday and won thirteen to eight. It was thirteen to one in the eighth inning, <laughs> and well. Shit happens, yeah. I guess. Eric, do you want to take this one? Do you know why I ask? You fool! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, um, close. Yeah, I, you know, I like to joke with you guys. And obviously, I, you know, I like to jump on the underdog in the city. I like to make sure I, I, I'm – Always hoping that a guy who's maybe getting beaten down, who isn't living up, figures it out. Well, fuck him because, I mean, <laughs> dude, it was 13 to 1. How do you Not- make a blow? How do you make a blowout? Fucking, how do you make it almost a hard game to win? Like, I don't understand that. Like, not to mention that he blew Aaron Nola's great game up to the point. He struck out eight or struck out 10 through eight innings, only walked one. Only allowed two hits. It's like they have a quota. Like they have to have this many people hit hit in a game on the other team. And like Pavetta got it. He's like, oh, got to make sure that we hit the quota. So he fucking just starts lobbing meatballs. You've been meatballed. <laughs> Are you ready for some meatball? Oh. <laughs> and just- I don't. I, you know what? I'm just starting to realize, and we joke, and I'm going to continue to be a Nick Pavetta apolog- apologist because, you know, I love that guy. <laughs> but, well, I don't think he's, an- not, he's not a major league pitcher, dude. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants him to fail. I don't think anybody wants anybody on the Phillies to fail. However, if you want to have success on a team, you got to start to cut the ties with people who are going to not give you the chance to succeed. And there's none of these guys in the bullpen. Fuck again. Well, prior to this season, Pavetta had a, had a high nineties fastball in the outing. When he came in the pitch after Nola was taken out of the game, he was only hitting probably topping out at 93 miles an hour. He he's he looks like he's lost so much velocity and his fastball doesn't have that much movement on it that it's gonna get guys over and he doesn't have any secondary pitches so once that was gone there's nothing for him to do he just doesn't throw competitive pitches and continues to miss the strike zone and leaves stuff over the middle of the plate when he does hit it. Following Nick Pavetta coming out, Trevor Kelly came in and proceeded to let up a home run. This is all within an inning. The Braves scored seven runs in the ninth inning after the Phillies put up 13 runs the entire rest of the game. And, like, obviously – I. It, it would have been immaculate if the Braves came back and won that, but it would be the Phillies' bullpen that would have blown that game. Right now, the Phillies have a 10.22 bullpen ERA, which is, per Ryan Spader, the highest bullpen ERA in the history of Major League Baseball. That's pathetic. Good. That's pathetic. And in a game where... You just needed to get three outs. They let up s- seven runs. It's just embarrassing. And not to mention the game that they just had last night against the Orioles. It was just nothing but pure, relentless torture to watch this bullpen in action. There's no saving grace among them. Even Hector Neris ended up blowing, what, three runs uh, in an inning last night. And he was a guy that I feel like most of us felt pretty confident in. Yeah. I mean, going into this outing last night, it just seemed like 
you know, like we just can't get any guys to get us to Naris. But, I mean, we got to Naris and he let us down. And he's not going to get the job. What was that? I have a bad relationship with Naris because every time I use him in MLB, the show, he fucking blows games for me. So (laughs) he could be a great guy, but he fucks me over every single chance I give him. So, and video games are real. So uh, they they affect, they affect real life. Anyway, that was all I had to add to that. Yeah. I mean, he's our best pitcher in the bullpen. And that's why he's closing games for us. But we haven't had a strong bullpen in years. Prior. Really not that great. Prior to last night, like, there was no reason not to trust Hector Neris, and I still think there's reason to trust him. He's going to let up runs. It's bound to happen, but to compound everything that's been happening the last couple days, it's not something we needed to see. And I don't know if it's him just taking it upon himself that, like, he's the only option that we have, and that's a lot of pressure to hold up, but just in addition to everything else that was happening is just incredibly frustrating, especially against a Baltimore Orioles team that should not be producing runs the way they have. A big reason that I feel that they struggled in that inning was Hector Neris walking Chris Davis, one of the worst batters in Major League Baseball. I tweeted last night, that the Orioles signed Chris Davis for $161 million plus $42 million in deferred money for a seven-year contract. In the first five years of his contract, he has hit 221, 215, 168, 179, 147. And Hector Neris couldn't find the grip on the ball to get him out, whether it just be having him ground out, pop out, or what. Chances are he's not going to do anything. If he does anything, it's going to be a one-run home run. That's all you got to worry about. But instead, we walked him and allowed a better situation for the Orioles going forward. If he gave up a home run, so what? But I would have rather him challenge Chris Davis in that spot because – He's just so bad. He's not a good hitter at all anymore compared to what he was when the Orioles first signed with that contract. There was no reason for him to get on base, and that should have been out number one and made it a lot more difficult for the Orioles to score past that. Instead, we had a up-and-down battle between the Orioles and the Phillies going 10 innings where back and forth, I'll give all the credit to the offense because the Phillies answered back. They're not sitting down and being complacent. They're actually doing something. And then, again, the bullpen just continues to let up runs. To be Adam fair. Morgan, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Sam. To be fair, that just wasn't on the bullpen last night. I mean, yeah, they were a huge part of it, and they blew it. But, you know, we have some suspect defense, too. That's true, but it shouldn't. In my opinion, it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Like, when Hector Naris came in, so what? There, yes, there was a couple bad plays, but Tommy Hunter came in and gave up two runs right off the bat. Like, he didn't even have a competitive outing. It shouldn't have even gotten to that point. Zach Wheeler led up three in the beginning of the – or in his last inning of work in the sixth inning. But Tommy Hunter came in after Adam Morgan – and proceeded to just get jacked around. It was horrible to watch. And you can't tell me we don't have a better option than Tommy Hunter in that situation. I would have put Jose Alvarez or Hector Neris out for – or I would have left Adam Morgan in, number one. Jose Alvarez can take down two innings if you need him to. And past that, like – it shouldn't have been as close a game as it was to begin with. Zach Wheeler went six, only allowed three. That's good enough for him. I mean, he did have a lot of – he did end up getting hit around a bit, but I can't put fault on him 
only giving up three runs in a game is completely good, completely reasonable for a pitcher. Yeah, I'd take that every outing. Oh, 100%. Especially because we have the offense that are, that's going to put up rounds. Exactly. I believe the Phillies offense is averaging around five runs to six runs a game right now. And that's one of the tops in the major league in major league baseball right now. Um, the Phillies OPS at this point is 798 and it's second. The Phillies have a 798 OPS and it's leading the majors right now through 12 games. And they have the second lowest strikeout rate. Uh, behind only the Cardinals, who've only played five games. We're also tied for 16th in home runs uh, with the Houston Astros, who've played, who've had 300 more at-bats than we have. We have 20 home runs, and so do they. I mean, I don't think that production is going to last, but it's definitely real. Bryce Harper is playing the way he is. JT Verlmuto is playing the way he is. They're not... I don't think they're going anywhere. They may not hit 300 the entire season, but they're going to be close to it. They're tearing the cover off the ball. JT Real Muto is killing it right now, leading our team with, I believe, five or six home runs. Like, not entirely sure. Bryce Harper has four already. Sign JT. Yes, sign JT. His price tag's just going up. Uh, speaking, oh no, speaking of JT, did you see the news today that, uh, was announced about him? That he hasn't given them a deadline because they haven't offered him a formal offer since. Like they haven't even started the dialogue yet, which is fucking absurd. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so far into the season, um, JT's batting 282, five home runs and 12 RBIs. That's great from a catcher that's oh, yeah. phenomenal i'll take that from any position player i don't expect the catcher to carry the team the entire year but here he is doing it so far i fell for one of the classic blunders Ah, you fool you fell victim to one of the classic blunders last week saying that i don't believe <laughs> JT, jt real muto is a middle of the lineup well he is a middle of the lineup bat but he was not a cleanup hitter material. I stand corrected. And um, no, no, Jim, you got to keep rolling with this. It was a fluke. This last week was just a fluke, and there's no way he could do it again this week. Oh yeah, 100. percent It's the uh, the classic blunders are JT Romito can't hit in the fourth spot. Don't get into a land war in Asia, and never mess with the Sicilian when death is on the line. It's. <laughs> We will be right back after this short break. We have to stop because we are too cheap to buy Zoom. And we'll pick right up. back uh before the break we were talking a little bit about how the phillies have been doing as far as hitting and pitching wise i kind of wanted to go into a little bit more talk about how the big contributors have been doing it for us so bryce harper jt real muto dd gregorius jay bruce who is tied for the lead in triples by the way in Major League Baseball, and Phil Gosselin have all really contributed so far. I guess you could throw Adam Hazley in there as well, but uh, what are some of your guys' thoughts on these guys 
going right now. Like, I feel like there's nothing stopping them at the moment. They're all putting in competitive at-bats. Jay Bruce and Didi Gregorius are just professional plate appearances every time they're up there. Uh, Real Muto tearing the cover off the ball. So is Harper. He had an opposite field home run yesterday that looked like it shouldn't have gone out, but it did. And he just muscled that over to left field, which he rarely does. He had two balls at the left field yesterday, which is a rarity for him. What are what are some of your guys' thoughts on how these guys have been contributing so far? Well, first off, Harper and Real Muto are absolutely killing it, 3-4. Um, I think this is pretty much the kind of ex- uh, production we should expect out of them. I know uh, – I think same goes – good. I was going to say, I know that – Right now, there are three teams with two players uh, with a high OPS higher than 1,000 right now, and JT Realmuto and Bryce Harper are two of the six on that list. So, I believe the Yankees and the San Francisco Giants have um, two on theirs as well. But the Phillies and having Harper and Real Muto produce like this is two of the best duos in baseball right now. Yeah, I think uh, they're really packing a punch there. Um, been, I mean, Didi's killing it. I, You said earlier he's uh, tough out in the lineup, and I think we expected that from him. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly him and Bruce. I think that's what we were expecting to get out of those guys this year. Um, but I, was, I wasn't expecting to for Didi to so much so much power so far. I mean, I feel like this this is a contract year for him, so he's probably looking to show what he's got left in the tank. And I mean, he's with familiar faces. He's with Joe Girardi. Um, I know David Robertson probably coming back would be nice for him, and he's probably got a supporting staff he didn't really have prior to well I mean I I guess I can't say that the Phillies are better than the Yankees at this point but like it just seems like a team that meshes really well they have a good uh, locker room and he's probably able to be himself a little bit here I know that he definitely feels at home in Girardi's offense and Girardi's probably not asking too much of him he's asking him to be who he is and you know, he's not asking him to be the best hitter in this lineup. And I think that's definitely helping him out a little bit, especially coming back from Tommy John last year. I am i mean, I'm surprised. Well, not surprised. I, I always thought Phil Gosselin was a solid bench piece, but he's really contributed the last couple of days as well. Him and Jay Bruce are two of the best designated hitters in baseball right now. I believe Phil the, the, I believe Phil the boss Goss. That's what we're calling them from now on, the goose. I believe between the two of them, they've had 20-some plate appearances in the DH spot, and they have – no, it might have been 30. They've had 30-some appearances in the DH spot, and they've accounted for 22 hits or something like that around there. They're – hitting the heck out of the ball and they're not just hitting for little dink at bats like Jay Bruce is crushing the ball last night he had a home run and a triple uh Phil Gosselin he was was double away from the cycle yeah Phil Gosselin is (laughs) producing way beyond what I think the Phillies thought they'd be getting out of him and right now he's hitting for Scott Kingery he's playing second base tonight and getting Kingery off his feet, who has been seriously struggling. Yeah, you hate to see that, especially because we invested uh, in Kingery a couple years ago with his uh, extension. Well, I don't know what to think about it right now, be honest with you, because Scott Kingery, he did have COVID prior to the season starting, and that, it could be weighing on him a little bit. I forgot about that. It, yeah. he's, he's had some struggles getting back into the game. Um, 
with the delays that the Phillies had on their schedule probably threw them off even more. Uh, there's probably a whole bunch of factors tying into it, but at the same time, we've never seen Scott Kingery be the guy that we needed him to be or projected him to be uh, to this point. And it's getting a little frustrating. I want to give him plenty of time because, like I said, the Phillies are only 12 games into the season. Plenty of guys struggle 12 games in the season. It's just it's more poignant right now because of the lack of games that we have to play yet. It's frustrating, and I want to give him more time. I think he's a plus defender at all positions that he's able to play. I'd really like for him to get his back going and be the player that we expected him to be, but right now it's just not showing it. And Bill Goslin has proven that he can hit in multiple spots in this order, and he's producing. So right now when games matter and when wins matter, I think I have to put Phil Gosselin in right now. And that's exactly what yeah, Joe Girardi's doing tonight. Yeah, you got to go to hot hand. And, I mean, Goose has 22 at-bats or 22 appearances so far this season, which isn't a lot. But uh, he just – every time he sh- shows us that this probably isn't a fluke and then that he can actually – put up these numbers because he's hitting 500 right now like i could defend scott kingery all day as well but freaking andrew knapp is doing producing more than he is at the plate and that's saying something like andrew knapp just hit a freaking double in this game (laughs) bringing home (laughs) dd gregorius (laughs) speaking of the devil yeah really (laughs) Um, it's just frustrating and I want to give Kingery the longest leash possible I want to give all the guys the longest leash possible but this season is not the season where we can afford to do that Andrew McCutcheon has also struggled at the plate he's had some kind of a turnaround past couple days and as as well as Gene Segura and Reese Hoskins I feel like the piece that I'm missing here for Segura is that he's just coming up with too many errors and they're game-changing errors. We talked about it last week, how he's let up a good amount of bonehead plays and it's cost the Phillies. Like you said, it wasn't the entire Phillies bullpen fault last night, but Segura did help contribute to that loss. It's frustrating and like like I said, I want to give these guys the longest chain possible. Like Segura did have a couple solid home runs the last couple of days, but he's detrimented the team and he allowed two runs on that error he made yesterday. That didn't get even get counted as an error because it just was a drop ball he totally whiffed on. Yeah, it's not an error, but it's definitely on him. Because mm-hmm. he called off Reese when Reese called it as soon as the ball was up. I just, I don't know. It was bonehead. And it's frustrating because I feel like Hector Norris possibly could have gotten out of that inning were it not for his bonehead play there. But I I think Gene's a good fielder and a good hitter. He just hasn't been executing. Um, and I don't know thirds the right fit for him. I don't really think he has a spot on this team right now. Especially when you have Alec Bohm lurking in the wake. I mean... Yeah, it's, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, He's a detriment to the team, Segura is, and then we have Bohm sitting there who we can bring up at any time now. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. I, I think they're waiting for someone to prove they're not worth the time right now but they also want to get him at bat so they don't want to put him in the dh spot or uh, have him platooning which i can understand at the same time if this guy is your third baseman of the future why is he not here right now especially if apparently he's hitting 600 in simulated games down at triple a he just hit a home run off of 
I, I forget who he hit a home run off of yesterday, but like he's producing down there. I think he could definitely contribute here, especially when we're playing the Baltimore Orioles, a Braves staff that is severely hampered by injuries. Same with the Mets. Um, the Miami Marlins who have guys that we could definitely take advantage of. The Nationals are floundering as well. Like the time for him to come up is right now, especially in this shortened season, to get these reps and know whether he's ready to go next year. I I really think that they're squandering some opportunities and I think they're getting there. I think that as the season goes on, we're going to see what's going to pan out here, but I definitely think that he's going to be up soon. I'm just kind of waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I'm really eager to see him play and see what he can do on the major league level. Because I think for me, yeah, go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to say, uh, I mean, for me this year, I I think our offense is all right. I think our offense is doing good, and I trust Girardi. Um, I don't know how much he has a say in bringing Bum up, but. I don't think he has any say in that personally. Really? I mean, I feel like Klintak has his finger on that line. Like, to me, GM makes those moves. I'm, I'm sure Girardi wants to make these moves, but he's also never seen Gene Segura play for him. He's also never seen Alec Bone play for him. So I know I, I get with all the uncertainty that's happening in our bullpen, he doesn't want to add another uncertain piece to the mix if that might be the case, but I feel like Klentak's the guy behind all this. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I guess with the guys struggling for me, it sucks, but I do have patience with them because our offense is still producing. Like, if these are the guys we have, I'm all right them getting there at bats and for them to get going uh, as we head closer to the end of the season when it counts the most. Yeah. Other than Segura, Hoskins has also struggled a bit. However, he has significantly improved his plate appearances, in my opinion. Uh, He's tearing the cover off the ball, just not getting it to land in green grass. It's going right towards guys. He's been tearing – I say that, but, like, he has been scorching the ball across the diamond. It's just not translating, and – I know it, I know it has to be frustrating for him. Um, he shaved the mustache the other day. I think that might have contributed a little bit. Um, a little. I think that was. A, I think it was a little. It was a little too much, Reese. I'm sorry, buddy. It, it was a little too much. Um, if he had the home runs to back it up, I'd be fine with it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like <laughs> stash power all the way. But he didn't. He wasn't producing. He's been walking a great deal. But the last couple of days, I've seen an uptick in his aggressive swings, and I'm really liking the way he's attacking the ball. It may not be translating into hits right now, but he's definitely – it's definitely going to end up getting down at some point. And I think it's just a matter of time before he really starts putting together – I mean, even just the last couple of days, he's raised his average up almost 100 points um, to 200. <laughs> Up to 200. Yeah, I think he's betting 211 right now. But he is like, I'm pretty sure he has like an expected batting average of over 300 right now. And off the most of the balls that he's hitting. And he's have one of the highest WOBA in baseball currently. It's really frustrating that he's only getting hits here and there. I don't know if that's just because he's pulling the ball or not, but... Like, I feel like he's only hitting to where guys are standing, and that's the most frustrating part for him. Yeah, seriously. He's, Not to mention, I feel like he's always flying out to the warning track. Like, he's just missing on us. I know. Like, last night he had a couple that were really close, and I don't know what he has to do to get those out of there because, like, he's scorching those balls. <laughs> it's, it's really – like, I – I, if I were him, I'd be so freaking pissed off that everything that I hit gets goes right to the third baseman or right to the center fielder or somewhere in the outfield. Like, it's just bad luck. And I'm hoping he hangs in there for a little bit longer 
stays confident in what he's got because he has really been upping his ante at the plate, and I'm really impressed by it, even though it might not be for hitting 300 and uh, on pace for 40 home runs or whatnot. Like, I think he's just got to focus on getting those hits and getting on base for Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto at this point. Maybe as well, he, he maybe as he progresses, he hasn't been getting on base. Yeah, I mean, he's a walk rate of twenty five percent. which is I, insane. Yeah, and I just want him to concentrate on like not focus on getting walks, but focus on just getting on base. Do your job, and it'll it'll get there. Yeah, I've I've been all right with Reese this season. Um, I think he was heading the ball hard all season, but. I definitely, this past week, there's been a huge uptick in his aggressiveness, and I love to see that. Like, it just, it, like, I, I, I geek out about Reese Hoskins because he's, uh, he's like, <laughs> my favorite player. But, like, it's it just makes me so happy to see him actually attacking balls in a one-two count rather than just waiting for it to go by him. Or he was, he, he's, he, he's, he's swinging at first pitches, which he has not done in probably – two years and it's I'm geeking out about it because I think that's what he needs to do because pitchers are too often throwing the ball right over the middle of the play for him to start the at-bat and putting him down 0-1. Yeah, I mean, they know he's another tough out in the lineup. Uh, he is. Even when he's yeah, not hitting, he, he's a tough out. Yeah, seriously. He, uh, I mentioned his 25% walk rate, but his strikeout rate's only 17%, which is really low. And I mean, He's not getting the hits, but he's working all the counts, and he's everything is a deep count with him. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. I love oh. his eye too. I mean, yeah. with his aggressiveness, uh, swinging first pitch, be able to recognize it, and still he's getting his share of walks. His, I, I'm really not concerned with him at all. His, his hits will drop in there. Definitely, and I think we'll see that going forward. Hopefully, starts the ball rolling today. Um, moving on, I guess we can talk about the pitching a little bit. I did go through some of the stats. We did mention the bullpen's obscene ERA earlier, but the starters ERA was actually really freaking good. Like I'm, I'm impressed by this, what this, uh, starting staff has put together so far this season. I know mostly it's NOLA. Eric had to leave real quick. He um, had prior commitments with the Philadelphia Flyers, which, I mean, tonight is the first night of their playoffs. And we're wishing them all the luck. And hopefully they can bring home a win and start the series off right against the Montreal Canadiens. Aaron Nola has really been putting together a solid season so far. He's had three starts so far. Has thrown for 19 innings pitched, six earned runs, and struck out 29 batters. He has a 13.5 K per nine and a 2.79 ERA, which, I mean, I know we said it last week. We don't know if we're going to get the same NOLA that we had in 2018, but he's sure looking like that for him right now. And I know for a fact we're going to jinx it by talking about it today, but I'm really impressed with NOLA. (laughs) Really impressed with NOLA. Yeah. We started the season with warm weather Nola. So yeah. obviously he's going to be great. And who knows? The warm weather might not stop. We got global warming and shit happening. Like it's. <laughs> this might be. This might be the prime time for Aaron Nola right now. So. <laughs> Zach Wheeler also impressing. He did not have a successful outing as he did prior on. Yesterday's start against the Orioles. However, he still represents a 2.89 ERA, 18 innings, and two-thirds pitched, only allowing six earned runs. 
not striking out the guys that I thought he would be, like being a power hitter or a power pitcher. He's not uh, blowing guys away yet, but I mean, he's getting ground ball outs and getting solid uh, contact outs, which is not terrible. He did get squared up a little bit in that game. However, he's getting ground ball outs, which is if you're not going to get strikeouts, the next best thing. Jake Arrieta, who is has been phenomenal in his first couple starts here. He's thrown 11 innings pitched, only allowed three earned runs with a 2.45 ERA. I did not get his strikeouts, but he has looked pretty solid as far as getting batters to swing and miss. And I don't think he's shown this type of swing and miss ability since joining the Phillies staff and uh, three years ago. I'm definitely impressed with him going forward, and I hope that he's able to contribute uh, even further. I'm not going to expect anything, but anything along this line is a plus. Um, hey, pal, you just blowing from stupid town? Zach Eflin, prior to this game, had a 0.00 ERA, only allowing zero earned runs and four innings pitched. Yes, I said it that way, and I'm going to keep it that way. Um, <laughs> Can't get much better than that. So far tonight, he has thrown – what inning is it? Uh, three innings and only allowed one run. So currently has a one per seven. That's probably a low, a high one. Let's see. Seven – or one divided by seven times nine. He has a one point two eight ERA so far. And I mean the game is still young. But I think he's definitely improved his game plan. He's throwing down and mixing eye levels. Uh to a degree he was not doing uh last year under Philly's uh former pitching coach whose name shall not be named. We don't have Eric here to say it. Oh, that's not Gabe Kapler. Ah! Ah! That's, um... Oh, yeah. A name that should not be named. We're not saying either of those names. Um, Vince Velasquez has been somewhat disappointing despite... Sorry, the... Umpire here is squeezing the shit out of this pitcher. <laughs> yes, see that. All three of those pitches were strikes. <laughs> Vince Velasquez has been has a great eye. Yeah, true. Vince Velasquez has been rather disappointing, despite having a really solid preseason in this or summer camp, whatever you want to call it. Um, really has not been using his cutter. I'm really frustrated why he's not using that cutter anymore, and it's really getting confusing to me because it was so effective in that little stretch he had there. Yeah, I I can't explain it. I mean, the only time we actually saw him do well, he was throwing it. Yeah. And now he just did away with it. And it's not like he was doing it against a scrub team. He was doing it against the New York Yankees. And he just did not – he hasn't used it since. Wow, Reese just sold that fucking walk. <laughs> I'm not going to complain, but that was a terrible, uh, terrible uh, calling from the umpire. Oh, my God. Dude, it looked like every pitch was a strike. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Reese just had a five-pitch at-bat where – Every ball went for a strike, and he ended up getting a walk out of it. I guess it's a six-pitch at-bat. But Vince Velasquez, I mean, it's just very disappointing because I really thought he was going to utilize that pitch because it was so effective in the preseason. And so far, he has thrown it very little. Whether that's a JT call or it's his call, whether he just can't find it or not, or they're going to save it for later in the season. But at the moment... It's just not being utilized, and it's frustrating because it was such a good pitch. I'd like to see him start using that again because it was so effective, but 
If not, we're just going to see the same Vince Velasquez over and over again. And it's, it's a shame because he did, he does have so much potential, but if he's not going to use it, then I guess we're just not going to use Vince Velasquez anymore. Yeah. It's hard to expect anything out of Velasquez because he hasn't ever shown us anything, but I think we see that that cutter work and we, when he's not using it, just his, the rest of his pitches, he can't use effectively. I say rest. It's really only his fastball. What do you mean? His first start in the Phillies uniform was phenomenal. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen enough of that. We've seen enough of him to know that he has that. Um, No, I mean, his fastball is a plus pitch. It's just when it's the only pitch, it's not a plus pitch. That's just Vince Velasquez's story. That's all of it. There's nothing more to say. It's sad, but it's true. I mean, he, he needs that cutter. It's really killing me that he's not throwing it. Yeah. Spencer Howard's <laughs> Major League debut wasn't the best. Uh, he did struggle a little bit. Had a little bit of the uh, first game jitters, I believe, and I'm sure it was an odd situation playing in your first major league game with no one in the stands. Didn't get to have his family come out and all. I'm sure there will be some replication of that next year um, just for his family to come out and actually see him play a game. But I'm sure it had to have been kind of hard. You played your entire uh, life to get to this point only to – have it watched by cardboard cutouts and a green um, monster out in left field, but you know, I don't think he's—I don't think he did terrible enough that he wouldn't get another shot in the rotation. I mean, it's only his first outing, and he did have some strikeout prowess. It just didn't translate for him the entire game. Had had a little bit of control issues early on, but after that. Ended up settling in a little bit until he had to come out eventually. Yeah, definitely he had a bit of the jitters, but his stuff looked good. His, uh, was it uh, Tom McCarthy's reaction on that curveball? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and, like, the thing is, like, his curveball is not that good. Like, <laughs> compared, to other, compared to his other pitches, his curveball is not his best pitch. It still looks pretty sharp. Listen, I'll I'll stand his twelve six. I I I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying it's yeah, a solid it's a solid pitch, and that's not even his best pitch. Yeah, he's I, got the repertoire to be really good. He played against the Atlanta Braves, who have a really solid lineup, and they just got to him for four runs. Which, if we're talking about in the regular season, that's nothing. So. As previously we discussed the bullpen's ERA, the starter's ERA is a combined 3.40 with 63 innings pitched and only 24 earned runs. As opposed to this, the bullpen has a has 33 innings pitched and 40 earned runs. So, I mean... Half, half the innings double the runs. That's not good. <laughs> but <laughs> still... It's not great. Uh, to name a few numbers, Hector Neris with an 8.10 ERA after letting up three runs in that game. Tommy Hunter with an to 8. To be point... fair, yeah, I do want to defend Neris because I, I feel like I trashed him earlier. Yeah. But Neris, this was the his fourth outing, and, I mean, this is the first time he gave up a run. So... It's just one bad outing, so I think yeah. he can bet, and it will bounce back. I think so too. I don't think that that I don't think I think that was a fluke outing for him. Although with the way the bullpen's yeah. been going, I'm not entirely convinced that that might happen. But we'll see. Tommy Hunter with an 8.31 ERA seems to let up an, a run every inning that he's out there. Adam Morgan, who has settled back in a little bit. I mean, he is the Phillies' lefty specialist. However, they have multiple left-handed arms, so I don't know if you can call it that anymore. Struggling a little bit to start the season. Diolis Guerrera, who I just can't fathom why he's on the on the team. Like, 
he's had six innings so far, let up ten. Um, five, no. I forget how many innings, but it's just not it's not good. Trevor Kelly, scrub. Nick Pavetta, just don't. Um, Austin uh, Davis both is gone just, now. He is. Austin Davis is just. Before we took our break there again, because we're cheap and don't want to buy Zoom, uh, we were talking about how the Phillies could have some potential guys that could come back and help us out a little bit. Uh, David Robertson, Ranger Suarez, and Reggie McLean should all be available to come back and pitch for us in the major, so we might be able to swap out three of our abysmal roster guys we have right now we could really use them right now yeah david robertson <laughs> recovering from tommy john uh yeah. ranger suarez had covid related uh issues and reggie mclean i believe nick you told me he had uh on paternity leave right yeah he was put on the paternity list uh mm. slash the 10-day injured list and it was retroactive nine days ago so he'll be available he should be or he could be available tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I hope, I, and I hope he's able to come back and join because although he hasn't had much opportunity so far this season, uh, allowing one run over two innings, I think he's definitely a piece that we could rely on a little bit. He's not a, he's not a proven piece yet in Major League Baseball, however – uh, last year with the Mariners, he had 14 appearances uh, in three games against the Houston Astros. He allowed 11 runs in three innings. However, in the other 11 appearances, he allowed three runs in 18 innings and has had two appearances so far this year. As I said, again, what that means could be the Astros are cheaters or very likely he could just not be that good. And I'd, Rather try out a guy who has some pretty decent stuff uh, with a bullpen that has not really shown they can do anything thus far. So hopefully, I mean, David Robertson, uh, and I'm tired of hearing this excuse like, oh, well, David Robertson comes back. That's a trade or that's a trade deadline uh, acquisition right there. Uh, it's not. I mean, he's still a guy in your team. However, it, it does make sense that he could come back and potentially improve our look, outlook so far. Uh, Ranger Suarez, who was incredibly dependable last year and I think is going to be a really good bullpen piece. Uh, he's also been a potential starter, but I think he's better suited for that spot. He does, he's not going to overpower guys, but he knows how to get that, those outs when he needs them. These are all guys who I have a lot of confidence in. And I think we'll definitely be three pieces that could improve our outlook so far this season. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do. I am too. I, oh, I can't. Go ahead. I can't say I'm too confident in them, but I mean, compared to what we have out there now, I mean, yeah, they're like. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to be worse. I mean, Nick, if like if we're looking at things realistically here, if they all came in and had. Uh, an ERA of six, they'd still be better than what we have on the field right now. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think Suarez and uh, Reggie 
clean or instantly upgrades. Dave Robertson, he's a good pitcher, but he's coming back from Tommy John, and there's no telling how he'll be coming back right away. I know some guys might be – some guys tend to do a little bit better after they have Tommy John surgery. Um, hopefully that's the case for David Robertson. Um, yeah, a little bit. With those three guys, uh, the Phillies also made a couple of roster moves. Nick Pavetta and Trevor Kelly were both DFA'd and have selected Connor Brogdon and Blake Parker called up to the big league squad. The Phillies have also DFA'd Nick Williams, and that is significant because of everyone they acquired in the Cole Hamels trade. He is no longer he is he was the last one, and this will likely be the um, the the stepping off point for him. Unfortunately, I I really thought that he could have had a lot of success in the majors. It just wasn't uh, in the future for us with the Phillies, um, especially with the guys that we have out there right now. It's frustrating yeah. to see a guy like him go, and I think he's—I think he still has something to show, something to prove. And like, like I said, you never want to root against the guy because I, like, I feel like he did have some serious promise when he first came up um, in 2017, I think, or. No, was it 2016 or 2017 when he came up? I feel like it was one of those two years, but it might have been 2016. I think it was that too. Like he had a solid couple games when he came up, and him and Aaron Altair were both pieces that the Phillies kind of needed to pan out, but just never did. Um, yeah, um, I always liked Nick Williams. I I just think he never got his fair share. Of- playing time where yeah. I can't say fair share because he never earned it, but he just never got any time to settle into a position. Yeah. Like he never had the opportunity. He spent a lot of time that he was up in the majors on the bench and when he probably should have been getting playing time. And if they weren't going to use him, I think they should have just put him down in triple a. Like to me, you can't keep, horsing guys around like that, and that kind of messes with them. I think he's definitely going to get a change of scenery and possibly be a solid player for whatever team he goes to. Like, I feel like he would fit in really nicely with this Orioles team the Phillies are playing right now, where there's not really a lot of guys that – or maybe the uh, Detroit Tigers who don't have a lot of talent and need guys that can provide a little – little extra help there. Um, Nick Pavetta, I'm just done with. And Trevor Kelly, I don't know why. Like like I tweeted the other day, I I know he's pitched a couple games, but who the fuck is Trevor Kelly? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. He just doesn't seem like a good option to me. Um, Connor Brogdon should be a solid uh, – pitcher. I'm hoping to get to see him sometime soon. Um, a lot of upside. Yeah. Uh, Saint, uh, Blake Parker, we saw a little bit of him last year. It didn't wow me, but then again, take anything at this point. Um, like I said, a six ERA is an improvement. Hopefully the Phillies can turn things around at the bullpen because it has been such an issue for them and I mean, going forward, their offense seems to be putting runs on the board consistently, so I'm not worried about them. They have three runs scored so far in four innings tonight. Uh, Zach Eflin has since allowed two more earned runs after that home run, uh, allowing three so far in the season. But I'm hoping that he can continue to go farther into this game and they can get a work out a dub tonight. The Orioles do seem like they're putting some things together. Um no real MLB news today. I just wanted to kind of go over the Phillies and just all that crap. But uh, hopefully we see some things turn around here soon. And that's about all I have to say today, Nick. Any final thoughts? I, I think uh, we have a bit to look forward to coming up. Uh, there haven't been any moves, but there are guys who will be added to the pen soon. 
that are definitely going to make a huge improvement. So I look forward to seeing what they can do. Yeah, me too. Um, that's all you got. Then I can do our little wrap up here. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at stick energy, capital S capital E. You can follow me personally at Jimmy Coleman. Uh, Nick, where can we follow you? Follow me at, at Nick bug nine. All right. You can also email us at big stick pod at gmail.com. Send us any questions or uh, thoughts you might've had on our podcast. Uh, we will respond back. Um, we are available on most, if not all podcasting apps and networks. Uh, tell your friends and tell your family. Um, if you leave any comments or send us any emails, I'll personally give you a shout out on next week's episode. Um, other than that, spread the word of barreled up on broad and, uh, let's go Phillies. Let's go Phillies. All right. Hopefully next week I will not fall for any of the classic blunders. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will talk at you guys next week. Did you trash anyone this week that, uh, has redemption? Uh, I mean, Segura can prove himself to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, unless Segura's Nick Pavetta gets, unless Nick Pavetta can work his way back to the major league squad, then no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're good. All righty, we'll talk at you guys next week. <laughs>